0: listening to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD, a Lava Ridge counseling podcast connecting home and school and helping to create a bright future for your students.
1: Hello, students and parents. Welcome back to Our Bright Future, um, the podcast So, we as the counselors at Lava Ridge do every week. We always love having you tune in. and And as always, Love working with your students. So we're always appreciative for that. And today we're gonna to be talking it's the time of the year where we're doing end of level testing and kind of wrapping things up. So kind of crazy, isn't it, Tanya? It is that we made it through the year. It's a stressful
0: it is. time of year for kids. They they put a lot of work into these and so they spend a lot of time thinking about it and, and they want to do well. So. yeah,
1: for sure. So tell us kind of what what subjects they do, and because this is probably especially some sixth grade parents, this might be in seventh grade actually, because the last year with quarantine, right? right. We
0: didn't get to do the so. This end of might be the last year.
1: first end of level right. in the secondary setting, right?
0: Right. So this is really how we measure kids, you know, what they've learned throughout the year, and they take tests in math, science, and language arts. Those are the three areas, and they'll do it during class time, and it doesn't affect grades. Um, so you know, it's not something that. Is taken into account unless I think uh, our teachers can use a test that improves a grade. So let's Mm. say a student's sitting at a a B plus, uh, just in the regular classroom stuff, and they take the rise test and they do really well on it, then the teacher can make that an assignment and it will raise their grade up a little bit, maybe to an A Mm. minus or even an A if they get enough on it. So yeah, but if it doesn't raise a grade, if they, maybe let's say they are sitting at a B-plus again and they don't do very well on the RISE test, the, the teachers cannot use that to oh, lower nice. a grade. I didn't so, even know it. Yeah, can that's you, a it goes, big benefit. So it can only help. It can only help. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. And as far as like um, what we use it for, the measurement is basically just to see growth in children. So mm-hmm. we don't really even compare them to their other peers. We just con- compare them to themselves. and usually to a group of students in a similar school in a similar uh, socioeconomic status so we can see like how did they do compared to others that Mm -hmm. are in that same cohort and that gives them a growth percentage and that's really what we focus on is like how much kids are growing each Mm. year and how much they can uh, do better than what they did the year before because that's what's important right yeah yeah and so along with it you know we just want to give some tips and tricks because we know it's stressful it is you know something they worked all year long and the teachers have kind of focused on all year long saying you know we've got this big test at the end of the year and mm. it's and i remember you know as a college student even if you had a cumulative final <laughs> at the end of the the, the semester that was going to be a big deal and so here we are at the end of the year and and it's this big deal test so mm. we just want to make sure that we've, we're giving you guys some tips and things to kind of ease their stress a little bit so that they're not so worried about yeah, it. it's yeah, nothing to worry about
1: because it can be a stressful time i mean just a, kind of a little side note to that our wellness center, which we have this awesome wellness center that students can visit when they're feeling stressed or just need five, 10 minutes break, you know, to go calm down. This week was our busiest week of the That's year. And, and part of that is just spring is kind of, it can be a busy, hectic time, but also with the testing and the prep for that can also be a stress inducer. And, and just a reminder, you may have hit on this, but... Um, the, what subjects do we test in? It's not all of them, right? It's no, just... it's,
0: it's the core classes, so math, language, arts, and science. Okay. And they, they concentrate on one test per week. Okay, so we, we have a three-week test window. Uh, they'll do one subject per week and then we have a makeup week as well so if they have to be out for any reason or if they they need to you know if they get sick or something uh and they need to make up a portion of the test they can do that awesome. during that makeup week
1: good 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 yeah so we were just going to kind of go through we and, and you probably have read this or at least seen it we we send out a newsletter a monthly newsletter um our awesome secretary leslie hernandez puts that sick puts that together, but on this one from our administrators, they put in some test taking tips and they have some for parents and for students. So we, we just kind of want to run through those and maybe comment on that. But again, you could check out the, the paper, ber- paper PDF version of that as well that's been sent out. Um, and, and I'll kind of just jump in with parents and we could kind of just comment or sounds good. alternate. For parents, take an interest in the test. However, don't be too outwardly concerned, as it raises your child's anxiety level, and that's important, right? You, hopefully, you know you're having visits fairly often about how school's going, what's going on, and this is a prevalent theme right now as we're talking about this end of the year. We do a lot of those tests. Um, you want to do the next one yeah, just yeah and just on that same point you know yeah, it,
0: it's a big it's a big test but it's not everything you know yeah, so yeah. much they've done so much good work throughout the whole year and and we know we have kids at school who are good test takers and we know we have some that aren't and it's just you know just I think the idea is that we just don't put too much pressure on them because because we want to look at them as a whole student and not necessarily base everything off of this one exam yeah so, definitely, definitely. Yeah, yeah so the second tip explain that tests are not complicated competitions with others but our opportunities show what you've learned and that's really true from our point of view like we just want to see what they've learned and see how they grow from year to year and that helps us as a school to know how to frame our teaching it helps us to know you know how to frame our supports mm-hmm. that we give and so we do use the data um but it's more just feedback for us so that we know how we're doing and that we can change things if we need to and and so that you know for the kids they look at their growth but you know the data overall the most importance comes to us as a school i think yeah
1: no i love that and, and, and yeah not worrying about if you're going to do better than your best friend or whatever. Right. right yeah
0: there's no way to compare
1: So the third one for parents is encourage your child to listen to the directions to make sure he or she understands the instructions. And that's so important. I mean, that's true for assignments throughout the year. And it is so easy. I I mean, I've been there. I'm I'm not a huge attention to detail person. And I've I've gotten bitten on tests before with that very thing. But just reiterate to your student just the directions and, and read those carefully. And, and, and follow them to the T. Because if you don't, it's easy to be you know give yourself a false positive yeah. or a false negative. You don't yeah. read precisely and, and kind of throw yourself off that way.
0: Number four, remind your child that it's okay to ask questions. And it really is okay to ask questions. There are some things that during these end-of-level te- uh tests the teachers can't do and and they've been through test ethics training and so they know what those things are and so if they if, they, if a child asks a question that they can't answer or that they can't do then they'll just explain you know mm-hmm. we that's something I can't help you with just do your best you know yeah. and and we try to give little um incentives and and <laughs> uh positive not not incentives but like positive things little treats and stuff that they get to to, to let them know that they're doing well so um, yeah, encourage them to ask questions. There's no, nothing wrong with asking a question. They might not get the answer that they want, exactly. but but they can ask.
1: Kind of like the test overall can, can't can hurt. It can yes. only help. Yes. I, I like that. Um, number be, five. Yeah. Number five. Thank you. <laughs> See, attention to detail. That's where I'm at. <laughs> be positive and express your confidence that your child will handle the test. And, and just believe in, in your kid. I mean, and, and a lot of these honestly transfer to many aspects of parenting, but yeah, just letting your kid, your student know that they're going to do it, that they can do it and they will do their best and you believe in them, especially if you've seen them putting that work in and that preparation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'll read six and seven because six yeah. is very much along those same lines. Perfect. Just urge them to do their best, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. that you know what their best is. They know what their best is. And so if you're encouraging that, that's that's the best they can do. Mm-hmm. Number seven, remind your child of the things that he or she does well. That's so important. We if you take a strength based approach and and you know your child struggles with math you know maybe maybe that's definitely something that you know they're going to go into that test and have not a lot of uh, a lot of confidence in you can remind them that you know maybe you're not great at numbers but you can read the test well you can do the best that you can you know you have you, you're a thoughtful person you know how to put in the work mm-hmm. you know remind them of those strengths that they have so that they can call on those when it's time to do the hard thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. The last one for parents, show in, and this is a theme we've hit on all the time, but show interest in your child's schooling every day, not just before the test. And 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 obviously, we've already talked about that, but just having those Regular conversations. And, and, and at first, honestly, if you're not having those regularly, it could be a little awkward for you and or your student. But the more you do it, the, the more conversational it gets and the more they'll open up to you about what they're learning, what's going on at school, what they're stressing about, what's exciting, and, and just having those kind of regular check-ins.
0: Yeah, it's a huge chunk of their day. So it's you know an important thing to, mm-hmm. to talk mm-hmm. about them. All right, let's move on to the student tips. So number one is time yourself. Don't spend too much time on one question. Do your best, but if you can't answer, just come back to the question later. So, this comes down to pacing, you know, and sometimes, and I know the teachers in their classrooms right now, as they're taking practice tests and they're kind of gearing up for that, are really encouraging the kids to pay attention to the time and make sure that they're, you know, answering a certain number of questions in a certain amount of time. But uh, because they are, you know, limited, they have a limited amount to spend on the test, with, you want to be able to give them that strategy of, you know, think about it. If you don't know the answer, Move on to the next, and then with the time you have in the end, you can come back and look at those. And that's a that's a strategy that I used even you know on my GRE yeah, is to get for my sure. master's degree. It's like oh I don't know this one, move <laughs> on to the next one. So yeah, not get hung up. and and,
1: and a lot of these kind of overlap. But number two for students. Do not change your answers on multiple choice tests. Go with your first impression. And obviously, if they're they're second guessing, like, oh wait, I, I totally spaced that one, then change that one. But but if you're not again the time management and just if they're unsure, but one kind of just hits their gut where they're like, oh, okay, then maybe C. Don't rethink it, especially if there's kind of that ambivalence
0: there. Yeah, yeah. Your brain usually takes you to the first mm. first correct answer. Number three, always read the entire question and all the answer choices before you choose the best answer. This is when I have taught my own kids uh, to read the answers first, even, and then read the question. Because sometimes, you know, you can can figure it out just from the context of the question and the answer themselves. So Mm -hmm. it's always good to read that whole thing through and then try to pick the right answer. And then you can try to go back and, like, pick out the parts that would validate the answer you chose.
1: For sure, for sure. Number four, identify keywords or phrases. And and that, again, just reading the instructions and looking for things like always or sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. You know, those those keywords that... If a problem says always, you know, mm-hmm. then, then you can look for those key that, that could be a flag for you that, you know, answer in a certain way. Or if it's a reading context, you want to read the whole thing. But looking for those, you know, often they even bold words or things yeah, like that yeah. and, and paying attention, that kind of stuff. Because not all information is created equally and, and you kind of scan. And, and, and these are strategies that our teachers are teaching as well. But yes. just, again, reiterate with your students that, you know, Pay attention to those key
0: things. Something that might help, honestly, is to ask your students what strategies their teachers are teaching them. Because I think that would help them to kind of really consolidate what their teachers have told them because they can tell you what they are and then they'll really know them for the Mm -hmm. test, which is nice. Because I know the teachers are teaching a lot of these strategies as they go through. Uh, Number five, often one or two multiple choices can be eliminated right off Mm. the bat, right? So this is especially true, I think, in math sometimes. Like you can look at the question or the the problem and know that it's got to be an even answer, maybe it's a multiple of 10 or something you know it has to be an even answer so if there are any answers that have odd numbers you know those are out of the running all you know from the very get go which Mm -hmm. is great so and again the teachers are teaching them these things but sometimes there are you know little tricks that maybe Mm -hmm. you used in college or or in high school that you can pass on to your kids to let them know that that there's often a way to eliminate the answer even just right off the bat and
1: and we learn through Repetition, right, yep. and reiterating this stuff. And, and yes, they're getting it with their teachers, but I, I love what you're saying. Share the stuff that worked for you because mm-hmm. often because of, you know, your genes or just how you've raised them, what works for you can often be very useful for them. You mm-hmm. know, they, they might have a similar learning style or or strengths that you have or weaknesses, right? And and kind of going back to what you were saying in the beginning, Tanya, you know, the, the whole point of these tests is, of course, to measure growth. Yeah. But also prepare your kids for the future, because in the high school, not too f- few, not too f- many years in the future, they will be doing higher stakes tests where money could be on the line. I'm thinking of things like the ACT, which if your student does really well on the ACT currently, that can mean a big difference between what school they get into or not and what scholarships they may or may not be able to get. And and again, there is a huge correlation between how students do on these early and the level tests, you know, obviously, the older you get, the the more tightly those are correlated. But the, just so skills and that practice and creating those habits and developing those test taking skills and just being able to perform under that high pressure, mm-hmm. stressful situations. Because ACT is, is a stressful <laughs> test. And, and the good news with that, you can take it multiple times and they do rank scoring and all this cool stuff now. But, it, but again, it, it, it does have high stakes for, for college and scholarships and things like that.
0: Right, and so I, I love what you're saying about how, you know, if the parents, if you guys are just emphasizing the practice part of it, like this is a good chance to practice, then by the time they get to that point, it should be, you know, pretty... pretty yeah cool. They're not going to be too stressed out or too, too worried about it because they've done it so many times. Um, just one last thing that I really want to touch on that I think is super important is the, the rest, getting a lot of rest Uh, and eating well. I mean, for, for us, especially because we are so early in the morning, I mean, Mm -hmm. we have advisory first, (laughs) uh, first thing. So they get a little bit of time here at school to kind of wake up and, and be alert for the test that they might be taking in first period. But, um, if you can really help them, to make sure they're getting to bed at a mm-hmm. good time, to make sure that they're eating well and and that they're, you know, just taking care of themselves in general, um, especially at night with devices, like just put those things away yeah. and make sure they're getting good sleep <laughs> because that's going to make a huge difference. You know, if they show up in the school in, uh, to the test in the morning. Uh, groggy and tired from being up all night, um, they're just not going to do as well as if they were well rested and they can Huge. do do well there. You know, of course, we have school breakfast here or school lunch and, and so they can get that food there. But, but just talk to them about the importance of being healthy, taking care of themselves, being well, and, mm-hmm. and how that can translate into good. Good test scores, better test scores, I guess yeah. we should say.
1: Good habits have you around, but especially in stressful circumstances like this, important
0: stuff. For sure. So, in the newsletter as well, um, if you're getting, if you're accessing that through your email, um, and let's, and maybe you're a. T- parent of an online student, one of our Mm -hmm. virtual students that we have this year, Uh, there is a link there in the newsletter to schedule a test time. So if you're studying from home this year and you still need to come into, you would still need to come into Mm -hmm. the school to take the end of level tests. And so you should have received an additional email about that, but there is that link in the newsletter where you can click on that and... schedule a time to come into the school so that you can take the test. And for you guys who are doing like the virtual studying right now, um, I can see how it would be maybe a little extra stressful for Mm -hmm. you because you've been out of the school for most of the year. And so, you know, just take these tips to heart and just really remember that it's not, um, it's not going to reflect badly (laughs) on you if you don't do well, but, but just come in and do your best and just do, you know, show us what you can do and, and then let's move on to next year, where I think we're gonna probably all be in person. which would be super <laughs> nice, super great. We're
1: so close to that. Amen to that. And and, and speaking of that, this may be our last podcast yeah, of the year, yeah, right? This. Which is likely the case. Kind of, it's always kind of tricky for me working out of my brain, Tanya, because we do this <laughs> a little bit early in yeah, the we schedule do. of it. But but yeah, this has been a tough year with quarantine and everything else going on but it's been a wonderful year and, and it's been my first year at Laveridge as I've said and I've loved it here and, and your students are amazing and, and they've made my year, you know, my school year personally a, a wonderful one So yeah. I, I,
0: I think even though it's been hard it's been, because it, it has definitely had its challenges, I think some good things have come out yeah. of it, this podcast being one um, I think some of the good things around our health, I think we'll mm-hmm. continue some of those habits and I think we'll uh, continue some of the things that we've done in our school to just make things a little bit more organized mm-hmm. and, and uh, a little bit more streamlined. And so, you know, it's good to look at the bright side of things for sure, for and, sure. and see that those good things do come from the hard stuff that we go through as well. So thanks for listening to us all year. We, we've we loved doing this. We've yeah. had fun. It's, it's fun to, to share some of the things that we know we're going to help you and hopefully you've been listening we're going to continue next year i believe Mm -hmm, and we'll mm -hmm. just see if we can just keep growing our audience and and remember if there's anything that you want to hear from us please email us come into the school talk to us about it we would love to know what you want to know so that we can address your needs specifically all right definitely
1: thank you so much and and have a wonderful summer Uh, yeah
0: we'll see you next year